great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to another episode in our November series. Our next guest is a passionate, results-driven professional. He's a performance coach and professional speaker. He co-hosts the Say Yes podcast and co-authored two international books, Zero to Hired, successfully breaking your interview process and Canadian job search guide for professionals. He has over 20 years of experience leading high-performing teams and coaching high-performing individuals in the corporate and startup space. He has coached thousands of professionals on leadership, career development, and personal, and personal performance in over 24 countries. He's the founder of a self-named coaching and consulting company, an organization committed to giving back to the global community and helping individuals break through negative self-talk to live empowered and purposeful lives. He is also a social media influencer, sharing tips and strategies for navigating through the noise of life and finding the parts of you that light you up and provide you with an endless source of energy. His mantra is, the more you experience, the more you have to offer others. I trust that you are so excited, as I am, to get into conversation with this amazing guest. Please join me in a big podcast welcome for John Ribeiro! Wow, what an intro. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So John, you are no you are you are a oh, was it you are no what is it? You are no um you're no stranger to Yeah, no stranger. That's the word. Ain't no stranger to this podcast. You've been on here numerous times. Actually in the B-roll I was commenting on I think John has participated in every series we've had. I've had him part of Empowering Bites or Thriving Thursday and and he's also been a guest a couple of times. And so love John. Mm. John and I go way back. And it was so fitting that uh, we make you part of this November series. So, yeah, I Hello. love, Thanks I'm looking for forward to this me. conversation. So before we get into this topic about men's health, uh, what was your most empowering day of, what was your most empowering thought of the day so far? Because I know you've had one. <laughs> most empowering, you know, Actually, it's it's interesting that you ask because I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this just recently. Just actually, I think it was even this morning. We were just talking about health in general. Like, what is health, right? And health is just movement, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you just move thirty minutes every day, you're gonna be you're gonna put yourself into a better physical and mental state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something I launched a little while ago called the 30 day shred is really around that, right? Mm-hmm. A 30 day shred is really around just moving for 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that and incorporate that into your day, you're going to live a happier, healthier life. Right. Mm-hmm. So your thought today was move. Just move. Just yeah. Move. Actually, I went out for my, I went out like one of the, so when I can't run and do other activities, I just go for a walk. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just past six o'clock this morning. I was out for my walk 
And it was beautiful because as I'm coming in, the sunrise is coming up and I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to start my day. I also love your social videos that you, your videos that you do as part of your social influencer life um, when you're on your watch. So yes. 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 I, uh, yeah, I do. Actually, I, if it weren't for my walks, I don't know if I'd be able to get in as many videos. <laughs> as many I know eh? those are the moments where, yeah, us, we can, that uh, we can get those videos out. So, um, so November and why November, you know, I, um, you know, on this podcast, I have mostly women guests. And a lot of times we are talking about our mental health. We're sharing vulnerably and this, any other. And, and, uh, you know, um, on occasion I have some men and, you know, last year I just recognized, especially like, um, coming out of 2020 with George Floyd, I also interviewed a lot of men and the impact that that experience had on, on black men. But, um, that year we also, you know, I lost my dad to prostate cancer, um, in 2022. And, uh, and so, yeah, I just wanted to dig in deeper to men's health because I know what that journey was like mm -hmm. for him. And there was, there was a lot of not sharing, you know, the stigma of, for whatever reason, sharing that you're not well and that you need help. And so November is important because it is, uh, this November serves as a global movement and I really want to be part of it, you know? And so yeah. there's, um, yeah, there was a stat that, that um, dates back to 2019, but I, but more so, as you know, we just found out that middle-aged men, 40 to 60, die by suicide more than anyone, including young people and women. That's Stats Canada 2019. Yeah. And men are often socialized not to talk about their emotions. As a result, men as a group may mask their stress and deal with emotional pain through harmful behaviors and actions and sometimes suicide instead of seeking help. I also do believe that the, the keeping stuff in, I think, also promotes disease, right? And so, because mm -hmm. um, it creates disease in our body, which I feel then manifests in disease. And so... I'm going to start you off by talking about a journey that you've had very recently mm. where um, my team says, I didn't say this. You went from couch potato <laughs> in December, 2022 <laughs> to completing in uh, an Ironman 70 in May of 2023 this year. So can you share yeah. your journey and the pivotal moments that led to this transformation? Yeah, no, listen, just like a lot of other people, I, you know, I, I, we're really good at blaming things for not showing up for us in a positive way, right? Like I could blame COVID for a whole bunch of different things. But the truth is, I just, I didn't take care of myself for like almost two years, right? I got into really bad habits, uh, so much so that I ended up putting on 10 kilos or 30 pounds, right, of just excess weight. And for the most part, I'm pretty good, right? Like I, I get out there, I move, I get activity in. But I was like 30 pounds overweight, my cholesterol was going through the roof, and I just, I wasn't feeling myself, right? And you know me, I always put these little challenges together, every month we'll do something. And in January of 2022, I said, you know, what can I do, right? Like I, I look at, and you know, people getting into shape, they, they go after the big things, right? Like, forget the big things, like, what can I do today that's small, that's easy, it's simple, and I'm like, I can go for a walk, right? Like I was struggling with going for walks, right? Walks were challenging for me, and I'm like, I got all this extra weight on me, and I'm like, I just need to move. So in January, I just started with 30 minutes of walking. My challenge was 31 and 31, so 31 minutes of walking for 31 days. Easy enough, right? Like, who can't walk for 31 minutes for 31 days? Like, we can all do it. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just kind of led to a series of other activities, and 
in June of 2022, I signed up for my first, it's called a tri-tri. So it's a small triathlon event. So it's like a 250 meter swim. It is a seven or 10 K bike ride and like a two or three K run, like really, really, really tiny, but it was a start. Right. And you know, the thing is, if you start small, you can just continue to build on it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I joined a community and in one of the community discussions are like, you know, what's the one thing that you've always wanted to do that you're, you know, that you haven't done yet. And I'm like, well, I've always wanted to do an Ironman 70.3. Now, if you don't know what an Ironman 70.3 is, here it is. It's a 2K swim in open water, not a pool. It's a 90K bike ride and it's a 21.1K run. So a half marathon, 90K bike ride, (laughs) 2K swim. And, um, so it's always been on my list, right? If I look at my my life lists or, you know, some call it a bucket list, I've always wanted to go out and do a half Ironman just because it's there, right? Like, why not? Like, let's just go do it. And I was feeling a little bit better about myself. I'd already released at that point, but 20 pounds just by moving, you know, 30 minutes a day and then going, getting mother activity in. And uh, yeah, in May this year, so this year on my 49th birthday, I completed an Ironman 70.3 in 8.2 hours and 23 minutes. Wow. So it was, it was, it was quite a long time. What time did the the race start? It started at, it started at six in the morning. So we're swimming out. So the benefits of this is you get to go and discover new places, right? So I'd never been to BC. So my wife and I, we went to BC for the first time and we, the event took place in Victoria so we got to see Victoria, BC. It was stunning. Like yeah. just being fortunate enough to be able to ride through Victoria mm-hmm. and the countryside mm-hmm. on a bike, you mm-hmm. know, like, yes, it was 90 kilometers. And somebody should have told me they had way more hills there than they had in Ontario because <laughs> I didn't quite trade for that. And um, yeah, the, the elevation on the hills were three times more than what they are here. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was, it was a bit nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, what I realized through all of that is half of it's physical and the other half of it's mental. mental. Yeah. And that's actually my next question is like many people struggle with motivation when it comes to fitness goals. And Mm -hmm. I can't, I mean, that one that you just talked about is a mammoth for many, right? I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm so, so jealous. Like, but to go and do it. I even me, like, I think maybe I would start with the try, try, like I'm like, I think I'm going to Google mm-hmm. that. But, um, but, uh, but what strategies or mindset shifts did you employ to stay committed to your Ironman training? Yeah, well, so there's a couple of things, right? And one of the things I teach, you know, one of the things I, I do as a coach is I look at, uh, I, I look for models of people that have done it really well. Mm-hmm. And then I just go ask them questions. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. Right. I have a good friend. I, I think it's a mutual friend of ours, Sultan, Sultan Akif. He's done a few Ironmen. So I reached out and I said, hey, what are some of the things that you do to, you know, to do this, right? Like I, you know, if I were to do it again, I would have done it differently. I would have got myself a coach for triathlons instead of just trying to figure it out on my own. And, you know, I'll share a little secret with you. Uh, in February of this year of 2023, I got a sinus infection. So that knocked me out for three weeks. So I went to ChatGBT, right? And I said, ChatGBT, I'm looking for a schedule for, I got 12 weeks left or 12 weeks remaining till my big event. Can you design a workout schedule for me for somebody who's just recovering from a sinus infection? And it gave me a schedule and that's the schedule I followed. Mm. Like talk about leveraging technology, yeah, right? right? Like, yeah. you know, ChatGBT, can you give me a schedule? 
That's so, does, yeah, so it designed a schedule for me and I followed it. Um, but the one thing I realized going through this and actually in, in talking with other Ironman people, because there's always, you know, find people that have done what you want to do and then just model them, right? Like that's one of the things I do as a coach and that's one of the things I help my clients with. And um, I took his advice, right? He goes, when it gets really hard, step into gratitude, mm -hmm. right? When it's really difficult, just appreciate the beauty around you. When you feel like you want to give up and trust me, you know, 200 meters into the water, like, I don't know if you've ever seen two kilometers in open water, mm. but it's far, right? Like two kilometers in the water. It's like, <laughs> I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. Cause I, I saw the course, I saw the course the day before and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Right. <laughs> I'm looking What's at the, the water. I'm like, you this swam is... in training. Oh, I, I did, I did 23, 2400 meters in swimming. So 2.3 kilometers, but that's in a pool, right? That's mm -hmm. not in open water. Mm -hmm. Like you can't even see, like you, you're swimming, but you can't see anything in a pool. At least you get to see the line on the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I got into the water in the first 200 meters. I wanted to give up and I'm like, I can turn this into a speech. It's okay. I got to an Ironman. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> I'll turn it into a keynote at some point. But then I thought about, you know, one was stepping into gratitude. The other is the support. Like I told the world I was doing yeah, this, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's no turning back when you tell the world what it is you're going to do, yeah, right? Yeah. And, you know, at that point, I'm like, I'm, I'm not even doing it for me anymore, right? I'm doing it for the people that have sent me messages, people that have cheered me on, people, mm. you know, like I was doing videos on my updates and my training and everything that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And just the love that people were sharing with me, there was no way I could back down for that. So like, I, I just got to keep going. Right. So, well, to what you just said, you know, I shared my journey with the world. I know that you posted pictures as well as, you know, you kind of showed your side profile, which I love people when they, when they do that, they want to show the belly pushed out and then they want to show the slim belly. <laughs> the physio. So it's, I'm a bodybuilder, man. I, I know all about that. So, um, but I love the boldness that, um, typically I know you for being bold. I know you for talking about talking out your mind. I know you for, you know, mm -hmm. not feeling, not, not subjecting yourself to shame, but more so sharing from a place where you know that it will have positive effect to, on somebody else or some other human that needs it. That said, what's your experience with the men in your life and even yourself? Like, are there areas where you're, where you are, where there is fear about, yeah, men's health. So, yeah. you know, it's funny because we, we were talking about that. So I post a before and after picture. And I think that's what you're referencing mm -hmm. to, right? And I remember because you responded back to the post and you said, you know, you're always, you know, when you get to a certain point in your health, you're always smiling. Yeah, photos, we were, right? I don't know if you wrote a smile <laughs> in there before. My boss, my, my, my coach says, you're like one of the only people that smiles when you send me your I smile all the time. <laughs> I'm like, why don't people smile in their before picture? Like, smile, man. Yeah, no, because you're not happy with yourself. No, right? but you can still smile. You could choose to smile. No, I, you could choose to smile. Just because you're you, fit you doesn't make you happy your... with yourself either. Right? Like, anyway. No, but you, you don't feel empowered in your skin, right? So when you don't smile. feel empowered, you don't feel I, happy. I'm sorry. I disagree. I tell people, smile. Even as you take the picture, smile. You don't need to look angry. Right? Like, <laughs> 
It's like the before and after, right? So I remember you responding like, man, you know, people always smile in their after picture. Yeah, of course. I'm, so now every every picture I take, I'm always smiling. So just to kind of, I'll, I'll give that credit over to you. But um, when I created and put that post up, can I tell you, I was terrified, right? Like I'm putting myself, I'm not completely naked, but like, I'm blessed. You're you know, shirtless and yeah. yeah. Like I was putting myself online and I'm like, and it wasn't even that. So I posted it. I posted it on Facebook and Instagram. I did that first. I'm like, am I going to do LinkedIn? Right. Like, am I going to put it on my professional channel where people know me? And, you know, like, not that they're not going to judge me on other channels, but I was really concerned about LinkedIn. But I'm like, screw it. Let's just do it. Right. And I went back to that post like four or five times to bring it down. Mm. Right. I was, you know, for the most part, you know me, I don't, I, it's not that I don't care what people think, but I don't really care what people think. Right. So mm. if people are going to have an opinion about me. That's fine. But at that point I was so self-conscious about just putting myself out there that way that I, I wanted to take it down. And it mm. took everything I had inside of me not to do that. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and like, why, like, why are we like, even as men, right? Like you see women do it all the time. Actually, I, I've always found women are just, they, they do more of that than men do. Like just really put themselves online like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm like, well, why not? Right. Yeah. Like why, why not just put myself out there? I'm committing to the world that this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Let me show the journey that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Right. And listen, I'm not like all buffed and got all muscles and stuff. I'm just like a leaner version of myself, which I'm really happy with. I want to keep that. But it, there was so much shame and so much pain associated yeah. to it that it took me like everything I had inside of me to not pull it back down. So, so on that then, what do you, because I would say that obviously there's something internal, but I do mm. believe it's trauma influenced by the external world. So in what ways do you think society's expectations of say you and your masculinity and who you are as a human being, John out there inspiring people impacts impacted you from confidently posting that. You know, That's a, that's a tough question. Like, I don't even know how to answer that one. There, there was just, oh man. Like, I, I don't even, I, I think it was just going beyond what I knew at that point. Right. So there's like, everybody has a certain level of awareness. Right. And the awareness is, you know, this is where I'm at in my life. This is the way I see the world. But when I posted that, right, I went beyond a level that I was even comfortable with, right? Like mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time about breaking out of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. but that was like a confident, like a comfort zone. I don't know if it was because I was worried about what people were going to think about me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if it, I was worried about people not thinking I was professional enough anymore mm -hmm. because this is what I was putting out into mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. There, there was just all those different fears but even that was that, even that, like like knowing you i'm not trying to coach you online but even yeah, knowing yeah. that because i i don't even know that's a man like that's certainly not a man's only issue i think women mm -hmm. we, oh we yeah identify no, this sure. a lot, but it's it's always fascinating with someone like yourself who's a coach and this any other like even that when you say i don't know if people are going to think i'm professional enough how have you defined how are you defining professional then 
Yeah. Well, so, so I had to redefine all of those things, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to redefine what professionalism looks like. I had to redefine that I could look professional in a t-shirt. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Cause you, you think about the, like, and this is, you know, being in a corporate environment for 22 years, this is what I thought was correct and appropriate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is what everybody else did in order mm-hmm. to climb the ranks and, you know, to grow inside these organizations. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I, I almost had to break away from the corporate version of me, mm-hmm. right? Like, who is John without being part of a company? Mm-hmm. Who's John without being part of this, you know, this big organization? Mm-hmm. Who is John, right? Like, I, I sat there after I left the, you know, after I left a, a almost a 22 career, a 22 year career with the with the corporate organization, I had to really ask myself, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. I don't have to wear the blazers. I don't have to wear the dress shirts. I don't have to wear dress shoes anymore. I can be whoever the hell I want to be. Mm-hmm. But why am I still afraid to put myself out there like that? The and, funniest, I, and it's because funniest. I thought my my male counterparts, hold on a second. I, I thought for a second, it was my male counterparts. What are they going to think of me? Like, are they going to hire me because I'm like this open and this out there? Mm-hmm. Right. And I've shared vulnerabilities online with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the communities that I serve. And I'm like, this is what you need to do to free yourself as a guy, right? Like we don't, we don't get out there. We don't talk about, you know, forget the feelings thing, right? Like I got to share my feelings online. No, I don't have to share, but I need to like, we're, we're all going through moments, right? We're all going through difficult times and we're always constantly redefining ourselves, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you need to express that, right? Like, and this is part of the reason why I'm bringing a speaker series together, right? Like when I, see people get up on stage and they share a moment, share a story. They start to open up new channels for themselves. They create new paths, right? Like, and I, you know, and I, you've been on my stages a few times and you've inspired my audience, but I could see it also inspired you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were things that changed inside of you and everybody that was on those stages changed, right? Mm -hmm. But for the guys out there, like you need to like, just break away from what you think other people think of you and just, Mm -hmm go do what you know you need to do right and if it means you know shedding a tear go shed a tear like just mm-hmm. get it out like have a conversation mm-hmm. and so i've been so involved in these women communities that it's been really easy for me right like i've been part of your community i've been part of like primarily dominant female dominated communities and i'm like why do i feel so accepted here mm-hmm Right. And I'm loving it because the conversations are different. Mm -hmm. The conversations are rich and you get to go deep and you Mm -hmm. get to go and go into places where you normally couldn't go in a male dominated type of community. Mm -hmm. Although I'm now searching for those communities too. Right. Because there's always a different perspective. Yeah. No, I'm finding them. And um, it just changes the levels of conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with other guys, right? Like it, it, it changes you in a good way. Right. And, and it's almost like letting go of the identity of what a male is supposed to be. Mm. Right. And like we keep holding on to the, you know, the big mod, like my background's European. <laughs> you learned that for the first time today. Um, my background. <laughs> well, no, I, no, no, no. Right? I thought you were, I just thought you were a different European. Yeah. A different yeah, European. Yeah. <laughs> my, back, my background's Portuguese, right. And Portuguese men don't, share feelings we don't talk about it's not what i saw growing up right so my goal is to change that right like if we can change it through story if we can change it through coaching if we can change it through 
just being online together and sharing our experiences like mm -hmm. that's my that's my goal that's my vision to impact people right so, so if you were able to start pushing out say content that would start to shift you know society's expectation of masculinity um what might that look like oh that's a big question like we're, we're just getting started right no we've been we've been talking for 23 minutes you should be warmed we're up man. Done, i can't done. be asking you easy questions mr <laughs> coach in, in consulting the uh, yeah no so so embracing masculinity also means embracing femininity Mm, like the, like your this. feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, and this is something I learned from Tony, right? Tony mm -hmm. Robbins. I've mm -hmm. been to a couple of his workshops and there's the two parts always reside inside of us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you can still be male and still have a feminine energy of a, a, a feminine part to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like just mm -hmm. having and being able to express and chat mm -hmm. and be nurturing and caring mm -hmm. and still be male, right? Like still be masculine, mm -hmm. And I think it's, don't be afraid of embracing that part of you, right? Mm -hmm. And just being open to it. It's not all about just being macho and tough and nothing hurts me. Listen, I get scared just like everybody else. Right? And I admit that I get scared. And I think that's the best part of it, right? When you can just release that out into the world, because the world will come and support you when you need it most. Right. And I can see, you know, I think you talked about the statistic, the, you know, suicide for males, like is crazy. And all it takes is a conversation to open that up and just let people know what's going on. So this is, you know, this is what I'm feeling right now. Right. Right. So you talked about, um, there's so much, so much that you talked about in your soliloquy, the earlier piece that I wanted to, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to touch on that one. I'm going to touch on that one. <laughs> so you talked about who was John when he left corporate mm -hmm. and what that led me to believe was what I what I heard then is that potentially because I don't I don't know if you found out that you were someone completely different than who you were in corporate. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that. But, you know, as you start to discover who you were, what masks do you realize that you were wearing in the corporate setting that you've had to shed? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So when I worked in corporate, like you put on this front, this face that nothing bothers you, nothing mm -hmm it's almost like you have to go into certain conversations with certain people uh, taking it like th there was parts of me that I didn't like when I was doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I couldn't be my authentic self going into those situations. Mm -hmm. So I understand being assertive, but not, you know, it, it was beyond being assertive. It was being tough. It was almost like making sure the other person lost so I could win. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've always been a win-win type of, person right like that's just my philosophy when it comes to managing teams and dealing with other teams and organizations but i felt like in those situations like i needed to almost step aside because you know certain leadership at the time would say you know you gotta go in you gotta do this and this is how you have to come out of it and it doesn't matter how they feel or it doesn't matter what comes out from it as long as you get the upper hand mm. and i'm like is that really the best approach <laughs> right like even starting to question it they would say you're not the right person for this role it's time to move on to somebody else and that's what would happen right like people would you know what i experienced i'm talking from my own personal experience may not be the same for everybody else but there were times where i was overlooked because i wasn't that assertive strong you know masculine power that they wanted in the conversation mm. hmm. right 
And I'm like, now I've lost roles and positions because they want me to be a certain way and I don't want to be that way. And I saw it, especially, you know, people in tech, right? Like you saw it in tech and you got to be a certain way. And, you know, I even saw executives say, you know, either you get it done or you're not here. I'm like, okay. Still true for today? That still exists today, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Why? For the last three years, I don't know because I'm not doing that anymore. But I I think there's still a part of it, right? There's still, there is, it it still exists today. The reason I'm asking is because three years of pandemic Mm -hmm. shifted things in corporate for sure. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. And I'm wondering, you know, before we, before, like, I'm wondering if that is becoming like, obviously there's so much about new normals that they're being created, but I'm wondering how we sustain some of what really opened up in pandemic, which is like empathy, care, concern, vulnerability, um, sharing our, each other's experiences way more openly mm-hmm. because we had no choice because we were just on these in these virtual connects and it was like whatever yeah. went went right um, and people becoming a little bit more safe with one another in some cases in and not in others but um, but for the most part you know we were all in something together um, and all impacted irrespective of you know gender race socioeconomic, you know, differences in this, any other. Now, mind you, some of us went through it on a yacht. Some of us went through it on a life raft, but still at the end of the day, the, the, the DNA of what we're going through was very similar and shared. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm wondering like from a, from a male's perspective to what you're talking about, I, I mean, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of men that, you know, to kind of use your word, might have been a little bit more assertive or aggressive in in a in a in person environment, soften, right? Like I saw the need for that, you know, more so. Um, and I'm just wondering. I, I I mean, I haven't stopped to sort of assess that in my own space, but um, I'm wondering if if the if the shift is 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 being sustained, because there is definitely a shift. Yeah, no, there's definitely a shift, right? And so this is what I've noticed. And based on my observation, what I've seen, people just don't tolerate it anymore. Right? Ah, that's different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, the part where they just, they would tolerate mm-hmm. the behavior, they're like, screw it. And they walk away and they go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. So what I think it happened over the pandemic, it pushed people to limits, mm-hmm. Right. And it's either, I'm either going to accept this or I'm not going to accept this. And if I don't accept this, I leave, right? Mm -hmm. And what you saw was the the great resignation, right? And like people just leaving en masse organizations Mm -hmm. because they were no longer being treated the way they felt they needed to be treated. Mm -hmm. And organizations that are still in that mentality pre-pandemic, they're not getting the talent, right? They're they're not getting, people are just leaving the organization because it's not working out for them. They know people have options, right? Like nobody wants to be put in a, in a crappy situation for a long period of time. We don't mind doing it for a short period of time because there's transition and change and mergers and acquisitions and all these different things, but nobody wants to live in that anymore, mm-hmm. right? 
people like forget it. I'm fed up with it. My life is short. You know, who knows? Another pandemic comes around. I get COVID, knocks me out. I'm out. Like that's it. That's life, right? So why tolerate? Like people's tolerances, I think, have changed. Yeah, that's changed. So, so don't get me wrong. There's still leaders out there that are toxic, and they're still male or female. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female working for that leader. You just, I think that's where people are walking away from. Like that's what people. They just won't tolerate it anymore. And they may tolerate it for a little bit, but they're not going to tolerate it indefinitely like they used to. Because now I'm not no longer just waiting for my retirement, which is eight years away, and you know, I can get my early severance and all that stuff. They're like, screw it. I'm gonna go do something else. And that's beautiful. I think that's amazing. And that goes for both men and women who have shifted in that space, right? But specifically for guys standing up for themselves and saying, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And that's what I noticed. And some of the conversations I was having with former colleagues was, I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. You know, working for the bullies, right? So they're like, forget it. Not going to do it. It's almost like prioritizing now our mental health. So Mm -hmm. how, um, how do you, John, and maybe you, I don't know if you have tactics and techniques. I mean, you've talked about your walks and this, any other, but how do you cope with stress? And how do you, and what are some of the habits that you have that really help you with your mental, mental strength, your, your mental toughness? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen. So the Ironman was a big lesson in all of that, right? Really testing my resilience, my mental, my mental health, right? The truth is there's no way I would have been able to like physically, I was capable of doing it. I think up to an extent, but mentally is what really got me to the finish. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, You know, just like I talked about earlier, stepping into gratitude, right? When things get really, really bad, just stepping into gratitude. The other part was just talking to yourself and letting, you know, letting your body know, letting yourself know that it's going to be okay. Mm. Right. This is just a moment that we need to get through. Mm -hmm. And what was really cool is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. So, you know, it's almost like. And so I'm going to get spiritual for a second, but it's, it's knowing that there's two parts of you, right? There's the physical and the mental Mm -hmm. spiritual part, right? And your spiritual has a lot more power than your physical, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. there were moments in this ride that I remember I was, you know, climbing up this hill, like they put this 80, they put this hill that's like five kilometers long at the 80 K mark on the bike ride. Right. And you're climbing and all you like, you're looking up and you're like, what? (laughs) You, you, it's just crazy, right? And uh, I just remember my body being in so much pain. I'm like, and I still got to run half a marathon after this, right? But I'm like, okay, guy. Like, just I was talking to my body. I'm like, okay, just do what you need to do. Adjust yourself so we can get through this. Mm-hmm. And just go, right? You know what to do. You know how to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know how to like fix all the tweaks. Mm-hmm. Just go, right? And I think if we learn to talk to ourselves in a healthy way, this is where we get to the finish a lot stronger, yeah. right? So, yeah, I know stepping into gratitude, having those conversations with yourself, but using positive language, Mm -hmm. right? Because the one thing I found in training is every time I started thinking negatively, my body reacted negatively. Mm -hmm. Like I lost power, I lost strength, and I just got tired faster. Mm -hmm. So just using strong and powering words to move forward. Mm -hmm. You got this, you know, like telling my body, you got this, you know, just adjust and let's just keep going. Because, you know, the, the mantra I was using, nothing's going to stop me from getting to the finish and nothing's going to stop me from getting to the medal. 
Ooh. right? Because the thing is, if you don't get the medal, if you don't finish the race in eight and a half hours, you get a DNF, right? And yeah. a DNF is it did not finish. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I came to Victoria to get a DNF and not get a medal. Go with my medal. You did it in eight hours and two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, in eight hours and 23 minutes. I'm seven minutes shy, but it's good. The swim actually saved me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, stepping into gratitude, knowing that if you're using language that's positive and serving, it's going to keep moving you forward. Mm-hmm. And knowing the bigger, for, like the bigger vision, right? Like, and the bigger vision's always been to positively impact others. And because I made it so public and I had so much support out there, there's no way I wasn't going to finish this yeah. for them, right? Even though I felt like I couldn't do it, like if it was just me doing it for myself, I think I would have stopped halfway. Yeah. Actually, I would have stopped after the 200 meter swim. I can forget that. Why swim two kilometers? Like, it's just for me. Like, what's the big deal? But when you're doing it for others, and this is what keeps us both doing our podcast, right? Is what keeps us doing the work that we do. Because we're doing it for more than just us. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it to serve the world in a big way, yeah. right? Because people are always so from a, yeah. yeah, so from a mental health perspective, whether it's your family, it's your community, if you're serving others, that's what gets you out of those ruts. That's what gets you out of those difficult moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to tell you the truth, there was a moment when I got that sinus infection, I was out, like, I didn't train for three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Like, it put me into a depressive state, and I'm like, well, how the hell am I going to get out of this, right? Like, like, I just gave up. I'm like, why even bother, right? At this point, why, like, mm-hmm. I'm 12 weeks out, like, why, 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 why? And then just going back to, you know, the people again, right? Like, hey, are you okay? I haven't seen your videos online. We're looking to get the status updates from you to see how you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And that's what continued to push me. I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. Let's just, let's go do it, right? And yeah. let's prove to the world that I can, let's prove to the world that I can actually do this. Yeah. And that aging, the other part was, you know, just because I'm getting older doesn't mean I have to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I redefine what 50 looks like. Yes. And that was, that was a bigger purpose for me, right? Like, you know, I've always done like activities like this. I've always been in and out of different, like different Challenges sports and, and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, just because the other philosophy, you know, the other thing I heard growing up too, is, you know, as you get older, you just get decrepit and you stop moving. And, you know, I look at models of the world of people that are in their sixties and seventies and having difficult times getting hip replacements, mm-hmm. knee replacements. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't have to be me. Yeah. Right. So I found models of the world that are, you know, people that are strong into their seventies, crushing it, doing yoga and weight training and just living a rich life with full mobility. Yeah. Right. And as we age, that's the one thing I personally want to work on. Like I want to get to 70 and still be able to climb mountains. Right. Like that's the bigger version. And and to show others that there's a way to, right. Well, you're modeling. And I love that. Yeah. That might even be the title of this, uh, this podcast is modeling health. And so, so I just, um, just before we wrap up, do want to just talk about, you know, what, might be like the stigma, like we touched on it in the B-roll, you know, just mm-hmm. having lost some people that are close to us to prostate cancer and this, any other. And a lot of that is because sometimes men are not going to get checks, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, what's your experience with that? How comfortable are you going to the doctor's office? And, and, uh, and what do you, and, and again, what's your experience with that with men in your life? Yeah, no, listen, I love going to the doctor's office, right? Not, you know, yeah, no, 100%. I'm like, I'm going because I feel great. I actually, now I go because I've been 
I put myself into a healthy state. Yeah. So every time I go, I get good news, yes, right? Like, yes, yeah. oh yeah, your crystal, your cholesterol levels dropped. I'm like, yes, like it's, there's always a win now. Yes, yeah. It's like, what else is better? What else has improved, right? Um, but here's, you know, this is, I don't think I've really shared this with the world, but my dad, he passed away of a, an infection, right? He, um, he, he was interesting, right? Because when he got sick, he would go to the doctor like right away. And the night, the week that he passed, right? He wasn't feeling well. And I called him the night before and I said, Hey, you know, like what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? He goes, I'm feeling tired and I'll go to the doctor tomorrow and see what happens. Right. Like, I'm like, that's not like, you normally run to the doctor's office. Like what's going on? Cause ah, I'm just feeling tired. I'm not feeling well and whatever. The next morning I get a call from the emergency, right? My dad's there. He's under sedation because he's in so much pain. And I went to go see him in the hospital and he had a, an infection that kind of went through his body, right? It started in his toe, right? Like an infection in your toe and then it became sepsis and it kind of traveled up through his leg and then into his organs, right? And this was just in a matter of hours, yeah. right? So this is what I like, what I learned from him. And this was on Christmas Eve, right? Of 2020. Like he didn't go get checked. Like if he had gone to the doctor like two days earlier, mm -hmm. he'd probably still be with us today. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as an infection can take you up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And because he didn't get checked, he, they didn't know, right? Like they, if they, like two days earlier and they would have caught it. And, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're not feeling like, you know, when your body, when things don't feel good. Yeah. Right. And just, Go to see your doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on. And even my good friend, Maria Rosales, yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah, her. Remember she that. spoke at Fearless. Yeah. And um, she talked about, you know, having that feeling of things not being right with your body. Like this is, you know, one of the things that we do really well is we're in tune with our bodies because we're constantly working on them. Mm -hmm. And we know what feels right, what doesn't feel right. So you got to pay attention. You got to listen, right? And, you know, my dad's lesson to me and all that was, pay attention and listen and just go get checked. Like we live in Canada. There's no charge for yeah, getting yeah, checked. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You may annoy a couple of people, but you know, whatever, wait three, four hours, but go get checked. Right. And I remember like I had, a, I felt like a pressure in my chest mm -hmm. and I went to go see my doctor. My doctor's like, you got to go to emerge like right now. And you just need to get it checked. I spent eight hours in emerge. I got everything checked. That was fine. But we have that here. We are so fortunate that, yeah, you might have to wait a few hours, mm -hmm. but you can get checked for free. Yeah. So why not go get checked, yeah, take it right? Back. If there's something wrong with your car and it's making a funny noise, you take it to the shop, right? Mm -hmm. So why not do that when things aren't feeling right in your body? Or one better, so, be proactive. Instead of your yeah, regular yeah, be proactive. Yeah. Take care of your yeah. health, right? Yeah. And that's been my mission over the last two years is really to improve my health to a point where I can show other men who are going into their fifties yeah. that you don't need to carry need a, to... a pot belly around anywhere, right? My husband, like, you don't even husband, pot belly around. My husband is, uh, is I love his story because he, uh, he's 56 and 57 this year. And he talks about whenever he goes to his doctor's office, they always marvel at how thin his file is because he's never like, I've, I've been in uh, out of hospitals, broken foot, toe, like, all knee operational kind of COVID everything. This guy is like nothing, like 
barely ever gets a cold, right? Like, and, and and this file is so thin that they're like, wow, you just, like, it's a very rare you have someone whose file is so thin. Yeah. You know? And he goes, yeah. So, you know, I, I anyway, John, I can talk to you for hours. Um, you know the yeah. drill. I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers right now. So forget, I'm going to, it's like chat GPT, forget every time, every, every rapid thriver I've taken you through so far. <laughs> When you think of someone who comes to you first, uh, when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to you, who comes first to mind? Tony Robbins. <laughs> you said that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but he's a model of health, right? He, the guy is like 60 years old and he just had a baby like two years ago, right? Like, come on. He's, well, he's, he didn't yeah, have a baby. Doing, His wife. He didn't have a baby, but he contributed to the making of a baby still, at sixty. He so. still didn't have the baby. <laughs> but cool, I I love Tony Robbins as well. Okay, let's let's see if we can get this one. Okay, what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? Well, wow, just walking, just walking. <laughs> you said that one before. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's okay. It's okay. It shows yeah, consistency, right. and consistency is king. Okay, what is a book that has helped you with your thrive? This one better be new. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. There's just so many. But the one I'm reading right now is Key Person of Influence. Thank you. Key per- Say that again. Key Person of Influence. I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's Key Person, Key Person of Influence, and it's a book that talks about how the world is changing and how you need to adapt to it. Key person of influence. Yeah, key person of influence. Oh, key person of influence. I'm going to look it up. Um, All right. Hmm. That's interesting. Like, and who's the key person? The five-step method to, to, to become one of the most highly valued and highly paid people in your industry. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you're the key yeah. person of influence. Oh, hey, yeah, I like you're that. the key okay, person okay, of influence. I'm going to take that. Yeah. I can take that one. Okay, what is an app that helps you with your Thrive? Oh, an app, you know, notes inside of Apple phone, yeah. just notes. I love yeah, it. Notes. You yeah, and I need, notes. A sh- you and I need a shared note. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm going to create, so create one today. Yeah. Sure. Ideas I, I, I do groceries. I do that grocery list with my wife and it's a great way for us to just like share stuff. Right. Like it's, it's such an under underutilized tool inside yes. of Apple, yes. inside of the Apple platform. We're going yeah, to create one, okay? Okay. Yeah. And what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you doing your, you know, making a decision to come off your couch, go and do an Ironman, see you on your walks, inspiring people, doing your challenges every month, teaching, you know, professor in college, you know, just being your, your super awesome, amazing John Ribeiro Portuguese self. Yeah. <laughs> she just learned that today, by the way. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I think the misconception that people have is that it's just easy, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, it's just normal for you. And, you know, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to, I really had to shift, you know, from, from like even the last 20 years to who I am today mm-hmm. is a completely different person. Yeah. And I'm constantly redefining who I am. Mm. right like i don't stop at where i am today it's like yes you know like i added iron man to my titles right like i'm like so cool cool. but it doesn't stop there right it's like what's next Mm -hmm. like who else can i be as i go through this journey and how can i you know one of the lines i love is from sarah blakely and she says the more i experience the more i have to offer others Yeah. yeah so what else can i experience so i can continue offering yeah the i said it to someone today never put a period behind your name where a comma belongs so 
Yeah, just keep mm-hmm. adding those commas. And so um, where do we find more of you and what do you have coming up? Yeah, no, you can learn more about me on LinkedIn is my preferred platform. Um, it's just uh, LinkedIn, John or Ribeiro John um, is, the, is the handle. Uh, I also want to check out the Say Yes Movement podcast. It's really around helping you say yes to all the scary shit. Um, you know, because when you can do that, you open up doors and opportunities that you didn't even know existed. That's why I love the power of saying yes. And a lot of times we say no, we put roadblocks in front of us. And if just with one little word, I know I've said yes to many crazy, crazy things. And that's actually shifted my life. And I want to help you do the same. So that's the Say Yes podcast. Yeah. So LinkedIn, the Say Yes podcast, we're on all major platforms and you can listen to us there. We're just over a hundred episodes at this point. And there's a lesson and an action in every podcast too. So I love that. Thank you. And he also has a say yes. Um, well, when we're recording this, just full transparency, it is October 2nd. And tomorrow you have an event that nobody's going to be able to mm-hmm. go to that listens to this podcast unless they already went because then they'll be talking about it. <laughs> but he's going to have another one because I know he's going to have another one and he's going to invite me and I'm going to yeah. have time to go and participate in some shape or fashion. So stay tuned Excellent. and watch watch his socials for that. So um, John, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction, but same kind of question. So this podcast is called Empowered on My Skin and thinking about men's health in mind and November, the movement and honoring mm. your fellow humans that identify as male. What do you want to say about who they can be fully empowered mm. in their skin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. You can be whoever you want to be, right? And regardless of what you grew up with and how you thought you needed to be, you can be whatever it is you want to be. And you don't have to tie yourself to to what family thinks about you, especially parents, right? Like, you know, growing up in a household where parents control a lot of the male characteristics, be you, right? Like, I I think that's a line I took away from you a, a while ago, is just be you. And then just do the thing that make you happy. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love you tremendously. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Love you too. <laughs> we have a very special relationship. Yes. It's been ongoing for like a long time. And I think you for always showing up for me. I think you for always saying yes to me. So yes. you have a yes movement wow. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to everyone that's listening, thank you for actually tuning in. Thank you for taking care of yourself and your and and mm. wanting to be more empowered because I know that that's why you're here listening to this podcast and this episode. Follow John, follow us, subscribe, never listen next episode mm. because we want to empower your humans so you empower others. And then so unfortunately, this is where I have to say we're out. Bye-bye. Aren't you going to say bye? Bye. (laughs) I thought that was your line. I didn't want to take it away from you. (laughs) There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give. When you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.